Hey guys, Super Good here today. Uh, we are back home. It's Wednesday, the 17th of August of 2016. And we just got back uh, a couple days ago from FetishCon, which uh, ended officially Sunday of this last weekend. And we had an absolute blast. Uh, we, uh, we had a few uh, opportunities to actually interview some of the models on the floor, but there was just too much fun going on, so I, I didn't follow through on that. So I've created a little mini podcast for you guys. This is uh, for all of you guys that are complaining that two hours plus is just way too much time to listen to awesome shit. So um, this will be more for your, uh, more your speed. Um, we, uh, we did have uh, the opportunity to speak with uh, a couple different models. Unfortunately, there was a bit of a technical issue, and uh, we missed... Uh, we lost the uh, the sound when it came to interviews with Kayla Lael, aka Lady of Vengeance, and also Asia Perez. So we apologize for that. They were really good interviews, but we will get them down to Atlanta soon and do a full podcast with them. We did get some really good um, uh, interviews, uh, even though like they were pretty short. Uh, they were on the floor, but it was having a good time. And uh, we had Tracy Jordan, um, who has been uh, coming to SKW for a long time, and we shot some great stuff with her. And also Shauna Ryan, who's absolutely fantastic, one of the best models we've worked with and, and ever will. And also Isabel Wren, who uh, announced that this would be her last fetish con as a model. Uh, also announced that she's uh, going to retire soon to uh, pursue a, a you know a different business venture, um, which we we all you know wish her the best in. Um, and uh, and that's it. So it'll be a pretty quick ride. Um, the uh, the con was amazing. We had a, a really good time with friends of old and new, and uh, some crazy room parties, and a lot of a uh, lot of interesting shit. Um, as for the con itself, uh, you know, Fetish Con has been around for quite some time. I've been going since at least two thousand nine, I think. Um, I met my fiance there. And, uh, and so it's, it's a very special con for me. Um, just on a, I guess on a private note, uh, the ups and downs of the con this year, um, in comparison to others, I think, um, and this is just me, I, I think the, uh, I, I had a really, really good time. I mean, I do want to start off with that. But there were some issues I was hearing about with the pool uh, being very over-watched uh, by security, something about... Uh, drinks and policies and, and you know people basically compared to other fetish cons the, the pool situation was not as laid back as cool or as conducive to a party atmosphere so we didn't really spend a whole lot of time out there um, we did a lot of partying in the lobby and definitely a lot of partying in, in different room parties uh, but that's really the only complaint I think I heard overall was that the pool area was just uh, it was a bit you know it's also really hot and muggy it was raining so that could have been it too uh, but hopefully next year they'll they'll kind of you know relax a bit uh, in terms of uh, how they were policing it. Apparently, just people didn't feel like they could let loose with um, with so much heavy security. Uh, but once again, the guys uh, who run the con, you know Genesis, Mike, Vesta. I mean, you guys have put together an amazing thing, and I'm really glad to have uh, to been part of it this year and all the rest. And like I said, I, I met the woman I'm going to marry there, and so she's uh, you know she's the best thing in my life, and I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for FetishCon. So. Without further ado, I'm going to let you guys move on to the interviews, and um, like I said, the other girls that we couldn't save the audio for will be in Atlanta soon, and we will do some full-length podcasts, as well as some other girls coming up in September and October of 2016. In the meantime, enjoy these uh, interviews, and we'll be cracking on a new episode as soon as humanly possible. And um, just uh, one more thing, guys. Sorry to cut in and cut out. Uh, there is something to be mentioned about um, 2016's Fetish Con. 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, and very sadly, it was the uh, final fetish con for a very well-known model uh, named Alexis Grace um, that I had the opportunity to, to meet uh, a couple of years back. Um, Alexis, uh, it was funny because we had run into her uh, in an elevator and, you know, commented on just how beautiful she looked. She was a gorgeous model. And so she smiled. We talked a bit and told her about what I did. And we had a nice conversation about uh, possibly setting up a shoot, which never happened that weekend. But she was thinking about coming to Atlanta. Um, we ran into each other several times at that, that con and talked a bit, cracked a bunch of jokes because I think I kept forgetting her last name. I kept confusing her for another model. Uh, and she kept kind of um, pretending to smack me in the head. But, um... Uh, yeah, she was uh, at con, and apparently, uh, due to some health issues, uh, she passed away, uh, I believe, on Sunday. I can't be 100% sure, uh, but we here at uh, SKW and Velvet's Fantasies um, would like to, you know, uh, offer this podcast, you know, in her honor, and uh, it's not much, we know, but uh, we we hope that all our family and friends uh, are, are having... Um, are getting through this time and uh, and her fans as well and uh, we really wish we could have uh, worked with her and it's it's horrible when these things happen you know to anybody but she was very um, very talented and uh, seemed to have her whole uh, life ahead of her so uh, to Alexis um, and our family friends and fans uh, this one's um, for you guys All right, ladies and gentlemen, the date is uh, April 14th, 2016. No, no, August 14th, 2016. <laughs> Jesus Christ, let's do that over again. No, just kidding. Um, we are here at FetishCon 2016, and I figured uh, you guys would like to kind of uh, be in on the show, especially if you can't make it. So I'm going to interview some of my favorite uh, models, wrestlers, uh, what have you, and maybe even some that we haven't worked with, uh, and just do a little mini-interview so you guys can get to know them and know how they got through our first lovely lady is uh barely needs an introduction it's tracy jordan and tracy has worked Ooh, she started working for us how long ago was it, you think? 2007 2008 yeah, yeah it's a while it's back of the old house uh now tracy is known for um tons of different uh i guess genres subgenres in the fetish world uh, but can you give us a brief kind of, because um, if you come to the house, we'll do a full podcast with you, but just a brief version of the story of like, how did you get here to this world? Why, you know, doing what you do? Well, I was in college. Yeah. I got my degree in business management and I had a nice nine to five job, good salary, good benefits, and I was bored. <laughs> you know, working nine to five. So I went on Craigslist and started picking up all these part-time jobs that were fun. And along one of them was a modeling event, go dress up in the desert as cowgirls or something. And I, I was think like, I, I think I saw that photo. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's fun. I want to do it. And while I was there, everyone asked what my limits were, what, um, what modeling I do. And I said, what, what, what? And I started talking to all the girls, and they tell me how they travel and the things they do. So I got online, started following these girls, and um, I met one of them, and she went uh, to wrestle. And then she was wrestling in Phoenix with Femme Wrestling Rooms. Ah, okay. And so, femwrestlingrooms.com, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, well, what's that?" So, outside of taking glamour photos and art photos, my first introduction into the fetish world was wrestling. Oh wow! And um, it's through... usually not the case either. <laughs> no. It's usually, from what I've heard, more like bondage or tickling. Yes, and um, after that, then I did go into bondage, damsel in distress, and I was put in a Batgirl suit. Mm -hmm. 
And I just put it on and danced around the house and acted out the character. I had no idea that um, he actually wanted me to act it and be tied up as Batgirl. And I became Batgirl ever since. Um, I have my name has become Bat Tracy. Yeah. So that's something I'm most known for. But I, from that, has become so many other fetishes I've done. But and for those who do not know, uh, Tracy is uh, known in a lot of circles as the the Batgirl. So if you guys are looking for great Batgirl material, she's the one to go to. But uh, please continue. Yes. Um, well, working with from wrestling rooms, I of course met Sleeper Kids Worlds and uh, learned so much and had so much fun and I've just enjoyed over the years and it has been probably a year or two since we've worked together until this fetish con. Yeah. And so yeah. I am so excited. It's to been, wow, yeah, we did it. And we actually, uh, for those of you listening to this probably later, we shot at least three projects and they were fucking amazing. Um, Tracy uh, versus Supergirl versus Harley Quinn. Uh, we did some fembot stuff. It was really, really fun. And even, even I think it's safe to say I was fucking shit hammered last night. And then I woke up and shot the clip because I knew it was going to be really, really good with you guys in it. Um, now, just for your notification, or just for what, for what your own personal knowledge, I remember uh, it was Rick who runs FemWrestlingRooms.com. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a photo of you, and I think was, he had sent a photo of the cowgirl shoot or something that he had found online when you were trying to get in touch with him. And I was just stunned by how beautiful you were. And, uh, but I was like, you always, every producer asks the question, but can she act? Mm -hmm. And so I remember he sent me one of your clips. It was something like you were in a bed with another girl and fighting over a remote. Remote control, that, yeah. yes, yes. And the first thing I noticed was like, shit, she is not only stunning, but she can act her ass off and she's beautiful to look at. And yeah, so I immediately, like, I immediately got like, Rick, hey, uh, if I come to a, Arizona, is she going to be around? And so we've been friends ever since. Yeah, and that's been about eight years now. Eight years. Eight years. Oh Woo! The, the lovely Kenny Lee is joining us for this podcast. How are you doing, Kenny Lee? Awesome. How are you? All right. Kenny Lee is the loveliest Jewish man I've ever met. Um, and he's wearing a shirt that says Orgasm Donor, in case you're wondering where he is. He's on the floor. Um, but yeah, so um, I guess really... Uh, the next step is to kind of give you a bit of a plug. Uh, what, uh, what are your stores? Do you have a specific store or clothes for sale store you want to plug? Well, I have my website. You can find me at tracythetiger.com. Okay. And my clips for sale store, where you can find all my clips, is thefetishtiger.com. See, so you're smart. You actually gave it a URL as opposed to like slash 11225. Store numbers, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can give you my store number, but you're not going to remember no. that. But you'll remember Tracy the Tiger or the Fetish Tiger. Or if you want to, are interested in Batgirl, just search Batgirl or Bat Tracy. Now, out of all the fetishes you've done so far, which one have you connected with most personally? Where you're like, this is the one that's most fun to do. I look forward to getting these custom scripts. I'm well, going to guess Bat Tracy, but I could be wrong. Well, Batgirl was something I didn't know, and I just got into that character, and it's very me. Everyone tells me, you just bring that character to life, and I just everyone loves to see me as that. I didn't know that was there, and I've grown to love that and get into comics and other cosplay from that. When I got into wrestling, um, my dad is a wrestler. My brother's a wrestler. I'm wrestling in my family. My dad always wanted Collegiate or pro? Just collegiate, um, and in um, high school, big time. My, my brother should have gone to college for it and didn't. 
Um, but my dad always wanted me to be the rest, the girl wrestler in high school, and I didn't want to. Now I think that would have been cool if I would have. But you know, when you're in high school at that time, it's like I don't want to be the only girl wrestler. That's weird. Do they see the stuff that you do wrestling-wise, the PG-rated stuff? Or? Yes, my family knows what I do. They're very supportive. They love it. They they think it's great. Um, and so I could really connected with the wrestling, and maybe that's why it was one of my first introductions to it. And I, ha I just have fun doing it. I, ha I have a lot of fun. And everything else I do that I meet, it's, it's something different every day, every fetish I learn and do about. I, I do the stuff that I think is fun and I enjoy, and I just have a good time. Well, you have, I mean, I've worked with, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I think I've worked with over 500, 600 models in, in the 12, 13 years I've done this, and you have always been near, I mean, like, pretty much cream of the crop. Like, every time there's a script for you or I get to work with you, I know that I don't have to worry about is she going to give a good performance because you always do. And so that's always good to have as, I think, as, as a talent, as, a, as an actress, but also the fact that we... Uh, have maintained such a great friendship um, throughout the years is something I hold very dear to my heart. So I'm really happy that we were able to do this. And maybe next time you pass through uh, our neck of the woods, we'll do a full-length podcast and uh, have some wine and stuff when we do it. Aw, thank you. Well, you know, we can't be um, as good of actresses and models without great producers. Oh, you. So you've been a wonderful producer to work with. You've helped me grow and learn so many things every time I work with you. And it's just comfortable and easy and... <laughs> great producer to work with as well. Well, I'm sufficiently buttered up. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll move on to the next interview. We're not sure who it's going to be, but uh, maybe somebody in the area. But for now, uh, we are signing off with Tracy. Once again, it's TracyTheTiger.com. TracyTheTiger.com or TheFetishTiger.com. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Wrestling with Fetish. Adios. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And now I am here with yet another amazing model uh, and wrestler and actress and performer. <laughs> Uh, she is a, a Jane of all trades, um, the lovely Shauna Ryan. Hi everyone, how's uh, it going? So as you can hear, we're actually close to the, um, I think the party. So we just wrapped up an amazing FetishCon 2016 awards show and now everyone's sort of spilling out into the hallways so you can hear all the excited chaos around us and it's a pretty fun time. It's been a great weekend. It's been a really good weekend, in spite of the, I think we had some rain. Um, uh, some the weather. Rain can't stop us. Exactly. <laughs> and the weather issues and stuff. But uh, those of you who know Shauna, you know what she does, you know who she's worked for. But those of you who don't, uh, can you give us a little brief uh, kind of a, you know, how did you get here kind of thing? Sure. Actually, someone just earlier this evening asked me that, so it's fresh in my head. And I started um, about six years ago in the foot fetish world primarily. Being from Los Angeles, though, we've always had a really strong kink fetish friendly community. And I, I've been doing parties and such like that, but I won Miss Foot Night in 2011, and that sort of launched me onto this amazing platform to be and able what, to try. Well, uh, where was that located? Was, is Los it Angeles, California. So it was just a. Yeah. It was a. Just a uh, well, Foot Night is this entire organization. It's really near and dear to my heart, and they just throw foot parties uh, nationwide throughout the year. There's multiple. Depends what city you're in. Uh, Footnight.com. You can check it out and see if there's a party near you. And they host an award ceremony every January. December, they launch a bunch of nominees onto their website and the fans and the members and, and whoever wants to can vote. And in January, they hand out awards and very unsuspecting me strode into January 2011 and won Miss Footnight that year, which was kind of the, the cream of the crop, the crowning. It's like the Miss America of feet, for, for lack of a better phrase. And um, it just... Yeah, and it really just launched this 
amazing platform and open doors for me to continue and start really doing fetish work and travel and meet loads of other producers, Sleeper Kid included. Now, um, remind me of when we met, because I know we met, um, I'm trying to remember, because when it comes to meetings, I'm terrible. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember if we met in LA, if we met in Atlanta, or was it? Gosh, do you know what? You guys are such social butterflies uh, that it's hard to say when you met as well. Right? We probably <laughs> met at a fetish con because 2011 was also my first fet con. Very true. And we maybe crossed paths there, you and the lovely Jacqueline Velvets, yeah. and discussed working together. And I believe we didn't film together for the first time no. until Los Angeles. Until Los Angeles. Yeah, out at a, a fellow friend, friend's friend, house. Prince Scotty's place. Yeah, he does a lot with DT wrestling and then offers up his gorgeous house for <laughs> for people to beat each other up and it was a ton of fun and it is fantastic um so uh you started with the feet uh did yeah. you was that has that always been your running favorite genre to to work with or are you now expanding to different things or um i am kind of all over the place and foot fetish will always have a giant piece of my heart just because it's genuine um it's a personal kink of mine as well as where i started so it's kind of I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's got my heart. I'm going to assume you're, you're also in, in Dom yes. when you do uh, the foot stuff. So someone I, worshiping your feet, you, right. not so much no, you absolutely. Do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I admire lots of other women's beautiful feet, but yeah. in a session, it's all about me. It's all about my feet. And that can go anywhere from a strict dominant persona, let's say, to a girl next door. Uh, both sides of the coin are authentic pieces of my personality. So you can pick and choose which one you want to see that day. So yeah, and so that says a lot because uh, I mean, you're wrestling alone. Like your 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 approach to it, your enthusiasm for it, your ability to really sell it, you know, is is astounding. You're like one of my oh, favorite models to work with, but it says a lot to you know to notice that oh well, oh, wrestling's not really her number one thing. It's it's, <laughs> it's this, but she's still so great at that, that other. Thing. It's kind of transitioned. I actually just started networking with a bunch of people and I got caught up in the, hey, try this. First thing I did was with Femwin, femwin.com. And they launched me into the wrestling, competitive girl, girl wrestling primarily, and uh, scissoring, stuff like that. And then I got linked up with Sleeper Kid and DT and found the whole beautiful world of pro style. And actually uh, Puma, who's DT wrestling's kind of villain. And then you yourself, Sleeper Kid. Um, you've both gotten to beat me up, and so I have no problems playing <laughs> playing the jobber or the that, heel, as it were. I'm fine with both. Is that something that, uh, <laughs> like, when it, what, like, do you get fans that get mad when you get when you lose because they're so they're submissive to you? I do, I do. Um, I have fans on both sides. Fans that are like, "Oh, you're hardcore. You're a powerful woman. I never want to see you lose. How dare that guy try and beat you up?" And they're a little angry. And then there's the flip side where there's an entire forum. Actually, um, I think it's like women defeated by men, something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a fan page, and it's really cool. And they featured me on it once. So shout out to you guys. I've and had I've had a few yeah. I've had a few uh, nasty emails from guys who are like, <laughs> "How dare you defeat the goddess?" And, right. and then insert name of model there, like right. it's Shauna, uh, Diana Knight. When I Diana oh, Knight, I Diana Knight had a, a really good match with me, and she was like, "Oh yeah, beat me up, please." <laughs> uh, what a lot of the guys don't understand is like a lot of girls that dom out, like day to day, they they don't mind taking a break and being like, "Hey, just just beat me up," because I've been doing this you know all it's day. It's a really fun time, and the creativity goes both ways. Like I've learned a lot getting quote unquote beaten up and thrown around. And in turn, then I can beat other people up. And so it, it's, I enjoy both. And I know everyone's got their own preference from the fan perspective. 
but at the end of the day it's fantasy guys I hope you know that Very so, much so don't hate what you don't love just don't watch it and find so something you so love. one of my favorite stories uh, that has to do with Shauna and if you don't want to talk about it, you don't oh have to but it's one of my favorite ones is we okay. have uh, it was a company that was uh, uh, trying to emulate us a little bit oh, um, right. and, uh, and and they were doing um, there's a finishing move called the pile driver that we all know yes. very well uh, and I, I was a little critical because it looked like uh, the people that were doing it on the site weren't were not really paying attention to safety uh, they were using very thin mats. You know, it really concerned me. Uh, the guy got very indignant when I mentioned it, um, and then he started telling girls like, "Well, I, you know, I, I trained them, or I, I, I taught them how to do this." But then it turns out that the person who really trained them how to do it safely was you. <laughs> That's a true story, and I, I won't name names or websites. Names. However, every pile driver you have seen that company do since then. Um, got tips at least in a small part from me i taught this producer what i had been taught which was actually by you yeah. and um because I, I think i first did a pile driver for you guys yeah. that was my experience and back I, of the old I house taught in a very safe uh, fashion how to execute it properly and how to not do it if something was off because it's just not worth it injury in that move is very real very and can much. happen so I did. Um, he hired me for a shoot, and it was a pretty lengthy one. And I think I went through like three or four of his different models and taught them all how to do it. And then he's taken that knowledge and and run with it and had some success with it. And you know, hats off to you. But um, he was not teaching people how to do that safely, and that's important. <laughs> it's important. Well, like I said, I I, I love the irony in that, but I also <laughs> I also do love the fact that because of you, they're they're being safer and in and the, my proxy sort of because of you actually true but like in, yeah. the, in the end it's not about who's who's selling more videos to me it's no. like look even if I don't know who that girl is I don't want her to get <laughs> I don't want her to get hurt well and if we're all breaking our necks or doing uh, you know getting hurt we can't keep doing yeah. what we love and we can't keep making videos for fans well, and that really women they exactly yeah, they keep just throwing our limp bodies in closets <laughs> so no. okay so one last question um, sure. so out of all the fetishes that you have been commissioned to do over the years are there any that you weren't initially into that suddenly started speaking to you and you were like I'm looking forward to doing this a bit more wow that's a fun question oh <laughs> I'm going to rack my brain and, yeah. and try not to take up like infinite amounts of time <laughs> thinking about no, what it would okay. be. You, give me more, give me more podcast time. It's totally fine. I wasn't into. Until you Well, okay. So here I have, there's a lot of fetishes I actually do not film. They're either really, really personal kinks of mine that I choose to keep private and special in that way, or I tried them once and I really wasn't into them. And one of those things is spanking. Well, I'll just throw that out there. I've done a very small number of spanking videos, decided they weren't for me, I didn't like it. Face sitting falls into that category. It's not a kink that I really enjoy much of, although I- Giving, receiving, both? Uh, giving. Giving. Um, yeah, I guess I suppose both, but I'll, I'll tolerate it if a pretty girl's ass is on my face. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll take that hit. Yeah. But it's a big session request that I get, and face sitting's just not a large thing that I enjoy. I'll entertain it on rare occasion. Um, something I didn't know I'd be into as much was probably bondage, like the whole damsel in distress kind of thing. I'm, all, I'm a pretty independent person and do come at most things with a girl next door, but slightly like I'm in charge mentality yeah. and being all tied up and then gagged and wrestling and struggling around I didn't think I'd like it so much but I actually really do and I film a lot of it now do you so. think maybe it's uh, it's because 
you're so used to being in control in your day-to-day -day life that being out of that for a while is almost like a little vacation or? Well, yeah, and it's probably why a lot of uh, fetishists and session guys come with the fantasy of the powerful woman overwhelming yeah. them. You guys are probably really in charge of your day-to-day -day lives. I feel the same way. I run my own business. I'm, I'm OCD. I'm in charge of every detail that goes wrong that's on me. A lot of people can relate to that and then all of a sudden you're tied up or you're restrained in some way and you're giving Suddenly up Suddenly you've power. lost control, yeah. Yeah, and it's a release. It's stress relieving. It's yeah. fun. It's and fantasy. Yeah, endorphins. I like it. You got endorphins going off absolutely. and yeah, so it's... Absolutely. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of girls that do sessions and a lot of these guys are like, you know, military guys or C yeah. CEOs or they run yeah. their own com uh, companies. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to see powerful people in the world yeah. and then they come and just want to give it all into the hands of someone else yes. a pretty face usually and and just there's a, a really beautiful trust level with that too so thank you for everyone that yes. does that yeah yeah because yeah when it comes to sessioning there is there's got to be trust yeah um but so we will end this but also uh, to be fair to the lovely shauna we're going to give you <laughs> a bit of a shout out so if you want to let everybody know where they can find your clips uh and your product Awesome, yeah. The best way to find me right now is my personal website. It's shaunaryan.net. And you can find information about where to find videos, how to session with me, events that I'll be at, cities I'm traveling to. It's the easiest way, shaunaryan.net. That's with the one N, correct? Two N's. Two N's, yeah. okay. R-Y-A-N-N-E. -N -N -E. I, I was testing you. I was making sure you, <laughs> you knew your own name. Yes. So S-H-A-U-N-N-A-R-Y. No. Wait, two well, N's. You're a terrible speller. S H A S H A U N A R Y A N N E. I meant the one in the beginning on Shauna. See, I was right. Now okay. everyone's confused. Oh, dear. So Shauna with one N, Ryan with two Ns. I bet if you tried to Google either one, my name would pop up, and it's .net. Yeah. And uh, she does uh, pretty much a little bit of everything, um, yeah. and uh, she's available for custom work and for your scripts. And she is, in my personal opinion, one of the best models I've ever worked with. Uh, and I'm always looking forward to the next time I get to see her. Um, and I hope she never fucking retires. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's a long time coming, so and, we're and safe. The other thing is uh, that's great about this is I can honestly call you a close friend. Absolutely, and, uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Me, me and Jacqueline will always appreciate that. I love spending time with you guys. Yes, it's so the best. Next time you come <laughs> down, maybe sooner than later. And I hope so. Yes. So for now, uh, I guess we'll see you guys at the next interview. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at FetishCon uh, doing the Wrestling with Fetish uh, podcast. And my next guest is, well, some of you don't need an introduction, but uh, Isabel Wren has been doing uh, some amazing stuff for, for a while now. And sadly enough, it looks like this is her last year as a fetish model. So she announced it as such at FetishCon, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. Um, but you're here with me, and so we're going to do a little bit of talking, and uh, you can even expand a bit on that. But... My first question to you is uh, the one I've been asking all night. Um, it's been a long road, it seems like. Uh, yeah. What led you to doing this in the first place? Oh, gosh, there are so many things. Um, when I started, I was working at 7-Eleven. That's how it always starts. 7-Eleven, gateway drug. <laughs> but uh, I had found a job in the back page of the newspaper. Uh, someone was hiring for fetish models. And I went, oh, what's that? Let me try that. Um, I did the shoot and I felt like I should be ashamed because it was like nudity and they were tying me up and 
for a second so was I was... the nature of it bondage? Or? Yeah, it was a bondage shoot for like a personal catalog kind of thing. And um, I felt that, well, I just said that, but I felt that I should be ashamed or feel bad about it. But I sat there for a second and thought, you know what? I actually felt awesome. That was cool. That was something that was missing in my life that I didn't realize was. Uh, it was really empowering, and I made $100 in an hour. Yeah. I learned what that, I don't know, I guess kink or sexuality piece that I had been wanting for so long in my life was. Uh, so that was a lot of personal and professional development. I kind of thought after that, how can I keep this going? How can I get more of this and learn more about it? Um, I'm one of those people who just throws myself into something once I learn about it, and that's what I did. That's uh, and that's, that's actually a running theme with a lot of female um, uh, models and producers. It seems like with guys, the desires there once it's triggered and then they go out of their way to try to just dig deep and find out more about it whereas with female models female producers it's always like I didn't know that I needed this but I, I found out that I yes. needed it yes. and so so you started doing uh, more bondage or did you start expanding into other fetishes at first I didn't know there were other fetishes so I just was doing bondage and nudes and um, some of the other, I think, gosh, I got hired for some latex stuff and I got hired for the wet clothing thing. But, you know, I think it was really interesting what you said about the women not knowing what was there and then going, oh, this is something I never knew I ever needed thing. Uh, I would attribute that to the sex negativity in our culture. Men are encouraged to think sexually and women are discouraged. Women are supposed to be, you know, the keepers of virtue and chastity and everything. So. We are not given the same kind of permission that men are. So when we learn about our sexuality, it's often that we stumble into it, which can be really dangerous for young women. So I think that that's something we really need to change about our culture. I agree, and I mean, uh, if anything reflects that, it's definitely the, uh, God, the size, or just the, the, the sheer volume of, of what the internet panders to, uh, in terms of like, uh, feminine friendly porn versus stuff that really just is for guys for, yeah. for guys who are into these specific things that that you know I mean some of them are 100% benign but for you know a lot of them are pretty intense and some of them can be you know almost um, I mean not, I wouldn't say dangerous I would just say very intense very but intense, a lot yeah. of the fa not uh, female pleasure center not exactly. uh, exactly. The, so you, you got into the bond and stuff when did mm -hmm. you start expanding into uh, I think that really just happened as it as I went, as I looked for more work and met more people. So pretty quickly, I'd say, probably within the first year or so. Um, Did you immediately start like your own store, or were you just doing work for other companies at first? I think at the time, you really, because I started in 2004, 2005, something like that. This industry changes so quickly because we all live on the internet, you know. Um, that that didn't exist at the time. I think in 2008 is when I really started to go, oh, I could make this on my own. I could do camming, that kind of thing. Camming was this tiny little thing in 2008. Well, as far as I knew. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, no, at the time, I think, especially, well, now it's, it's, it's almost uh, saturated. But yeah, back then it was, uh, yeah. now it's huge. Mm -hmm. 
then yeah, it was still very much almost like a, not a secret thing, but something where, you know, you had a certain amount of girls who did it and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I'm not really sure what, what that's due to, but this rise of camming is just meteoric. It's one of the only, most segments of the industry are staying the same or going, losing money. Camming is one of the only ones that's still a growth industry. Weird, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And also, uh, so what um, what have you expanded to recently that, uh, that well, I mean, obviously you're saying you're, uh, that you might take a break for, uh, could be a long while, could be forever. But uh, after the bondage, what did you start expanding to that you yourself started like enjoying or doing more of? Oh my gosh, well, I definitely loved bondage. Um, I found out that I'm a submissive pretty quickly. <laughs> I found that out. So I like role play. I like wrestling. Um, That's where we come in. That is where you come in. <laughs> I, gosh, I like playing and being happy and having fun. I'm not so much into pain, so no. definitely not a masochist or a sadist. Uh, I did some of the point of view humi humiliation stuff. That is pretty much the place where my dominance comes out when I can tell people like, oh yeah, you like that, jerk that. <laughs> and you can also, I'm assuming, submissive role play, uh, wrestling included, because if you're losing a match, you pretty much have to play that, that person who loses and, oh, and, and sell it and do it well. Definitely. Which uh, you guys have seen our work uh, with Isabel. She's amazing at it and you're also really good at winning as well. Um, you're very pliable as a as model. You're very easy to mold and be like, all right, here's yeah. what I want you to do, and she just delivers it. Uh, but how did I? I'm, maybe it's because we've been, been drinking all night. But um, I'm trying to remember how we met. I remember I, I, I saw you at a fetish con. I think we were introduced. Yeah. And uh, you were accused of uh, what was it? I fucking me. <laughs> yeah. She said that, ladies and gentlemen. I know, I know. Our buddy Malloy uh, Martin, uh, who's a beautiful model as well, she brought you to my house. We did a couple of shoots, and she said, Santiago, why are you eye-fucking my friend? And I said, I don't know what that means, but I do know that Isabel's a very beautiful woman, and it's not unpleasant to look at her, so I guess if that's the definition of it, then I, I mean, there's that, or I just do the Indiana Jones thing and just look away every time you talk to her. <laughs> So is anybody else wildly jealous of Santi that he's just surrounded by beautiful women and interesting people all the time? Um, you know what? I get a lot of the, uh, like, dude, dude, you're so lucky, man. You're so fucking lucky, dude. And I always have to turn around and say, like, man, luck is about 5% of it. The rest of it is, I mean, you, you can, yeah, luck is tripping and falling and landing at FetishCon. The rest is standing up and making yourself known and, yeah. and letting, you know, uh, females and males, models, producers respect you. And it's something that you know because you've done it yourself. Everyone knows Isabel Wren. Everyone knows uh, what you've done. Everyone knows that, that you may or may not be leaving for a while. Uh, and now everyone knows that we're going to try our damnedest to get her to come uh, out to Super Kids World for at least one last big hurrah. But um, in all seriousness, I've said this about a lot of the girls that I've talked to tonight, but You've always been one of my favorite girls to work with. Um, not just because you're so good at the, the acting, but also it's what happens after the cameras go down. It's like we, That's the conversation. That's very important in this industry is to be a good person to work with and on both sides of the camera. And after, and, yeah, yeah. If you're done and you want to go have dinner with somebody, 
it's good to have an intelligent conversation and, 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 and like each other and actually go like, you know what, we're not just a producer model. Uh, relationship we're actually really good friends yes and you know what that is a thing that I think a lot of people don't understand outside of the industry is that we are more than just the content that we produce on either way we are a whole people and um, I think that you do a really good job of bringing your life into your work I think that you're a really good uh, aspirational kind of uh, character um, making me making me blush he is. He is genuinely blushing. It could be the vast quantities of red wine. Yeah. But I think that that's important for people to have. Someone who doesn't fit this mold of what we're supposed to be shoved into and said, hey, I can make this, I can make my world be what I want it to be. And I mean, over the years, I've definitely seen you and your um, your cadre, is that the word I'm looking for? Yes, yeah. Do that. Cadre, cadre, I don't know. I don't know. The Nemesis, Nemesai. Pottery. <laughs> That's either a word Well, um, I mean, uh, one of the things I really associate with you is also um, just how insanely intelligent you are and, um, uh, and not intimidatingly so at all because I don't see intelligence as intimidating, but, but man, just it's, it's very impressive and, and the course that you're going with with your life is, is so um, awe-inspiring and I really hope that it works out for you. Um, part of me wishes that maybe in the future you'll find a way to be able to dip your toe back into the, uh, the pool of fetish. But if you don't, um, we'll at least be able to treasure what you have done. And, uh, and that's, that's something that we'll, we always will. But I am still getting your ass to Atlanta one more time. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited about it. So for Isabel Wren, uh, in case you guys have been living in a cave, uh, I'm going to let her plug her, uh, her sites and her content. Uh, I, was it safe to say that um, the content you shoot is pretty much... Like kind of an umbrella, like a lot of different things? Yeah, I definitely shoot a lot of different things. I'm so, I call myself the nerd magpie. I just pick and choose from what interests me. And unfortunately, I haven't made a lot of content recently. The projects that Santi keeps alluding to here are, I have just finished grad school. I am a, uh, working my way towards being a sex therapist. <laughs> Yeah, and so I have a master's degree in sex. I am a master of sex. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me on Cam. That's uh, pretty much the only thing I've kept have up you, with. Have you ever opened a clip store? I do. I have a clip store. I think it's called like Isabel's Fetish Palooza or something silly like that. Well, if you guys want to find Isabel online, um, you can always just do Isabel Ren and just type in clips, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure stuff will pop up that maybe she's done for us. But you'll easily be able to find out what she's done for herself. And uh, believe me, this girl is, I mean, multi-talented isn't even a word I can use. She's super, super talented. And I'm very, very happy to call you uh, not just one of my models uh, that visits from time to time and enriches our weekends and, you know, with mirth and laughter and wine, but also you're one of my friends. And uh, I'll always appreciate that, whether you're doing this or not. I mean, that means a lot to me. And uh, Jacqueline and I hope to see you at our wedding. Woo, yay! <laughs> There might be some people there who might be in need of your uh, of your assistance. Who knows? Everyone's in need of assistance all the time. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Isabel Wren. She rocks. Look her up. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.